The opening day roster has been announced today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition. You are locked. What just happened? I, our video really wanted to play again there. I apologize. Welcome back for real this time. Another edition of Locked On Tigers. Today is Thursday, April 7th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. A day away. We are 24 hours away from opening day Detroit Tigers baseball. We're so close. It's right there. It's right there. And with that has come finally the official announcement of the 28-man roster. The roster will be at 28 people, players, I should say, people, (laughs) 28 players uh, for the first, it sounds like, month of the season. And then once uh, end of April and and when May comes around, we'll go back down to the 26-man actual roster size. But they wanted to give a little bit of wiggle room because of the condensed spring training and and the lockout and everything. Wanted to give teams a a chance to to hold a few more specifically pitchers. Uh, And then eventually there will be a pitcher limit. And then after that, we'll just get to the 26-man rotation as a 26 man rotation. Wow. I'm having a great day. As you can tell 26 man roster, uh, as a whole. So the tigers, we officially have our 28 man roster for opening day. And that is what this episode is all going to be. We're just going to break down the entire 28 man roster. So let's get into it. Where do we even start? We should save the bullpen for last, I feel like, because that's a complete train wreck. Uh, for those who are not aware, Jose Cisnero going to be on the 60-day IL. 60-day IL. Very, very unfortunate. We talked about yesterday how there was a little bit of soreness in his arm and a little bit of concern within the organization about him. And I don't think anyone thought it was that serious, but his velocity was down in the spring uh, and apparently over the offseason. And now he comes in to opening day and he's going to start the year on the 60-day IL. A a huge blow. A a huge blow. If you've been following the team for the last two years, you know how much of a dog Jose Cisnero is. This is not a, a light, like, oh, you know, we'll just fill him in, like, Jose Cisnero has very low key for some reason been probably the best reliever in this bullpen since he came since 2020, including 2020. He's been phenomenal and it, it it's definitely a, a bigger blow than I think some people might realize. But as everybody realizes that this bullpen is now paper thin. And I've just rambled about the bullpen, even though I said I was going to save it for last. We are going to save the actual uh, players in the bullpen, listing off who's made it for last. Let's start off with the offense. Catcher, Tucker Barnhart, obviously, everybody knew. Eric Haas, everybody knew. We are going to rock a three-catcher system. That's not the right word. 
uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Three catcher system. We're going to roll into opening day with three catchers to start off the year. Um, I'm, I'm totally fine with this. And, and Garneau was really effective when he had to come up last year. Um, not that Dustin Garneau is like a perennial all-star or anything, but as a backup, you know, going to fill in when needed role. I, I love Garneau there. I, I, I love it. He, he, like I said, he was very effective last season. Barnhart's going to be the majority starter day in and day out. Um, and I think the reason that you do this is because Eric Haas is going to get reps in corner outfield. I don't think you just put Garneau on there for fun just to say, oh, we, we can carry three catchers because it's 28 men. I think you only do this move with the assumption that Eric Haas is going to get a lot of looks in left field, at least early on, probably most of the season. Like, that's a different conversation for what happens with Haas and, and where he plays once Green comes back and then once the roster goes down to uh, to, to 26. But for the time being, I think you do this move because you expect Eric Haas to play a lot of corner outfield. And I fully expect that to happen. And I'm really pumped about it. I, I love bringing in these three dudes specifically for the technical catcher situation. Big fan. Uh, a plus. Infielders. We have Spencer Torkelson, obviously, as everybody is well aware by now. Going to be playing first base every day for your Detroit Tigers. It's about time. It's about time. What a beautiful moment. What a, man, like the rebuild is finally over. I'm not saying we're going to win a World Series this year or anything, but the rebuild, the retooling, right? The the selling off players for for youth and and just stockpiling prospects and and intentionally losing, that's over. And Spencer Torkelson's in the majors. One of the keys to this rebuild is finally in the show, and that's just awesome. So Torque's going to get majority of first base work. Scopey's going to get a majority of second base work. Javi Baez will be the everyday starting shortstop. Jamer Candelario at third. Harold Castro makes the team as the utility man. And then Miguel Cabrera at DH slash first base as well. All this very expected. Not a single even remote surprise of the people that made it. Uh, there is an omission, and that would be Willie Castro. We talked about that yesterday, right? We talked about the odds of Willie Castro making the team and what that would entail if he were to make the team. Um, look, man, I, I think I think we nailed it yesterday. There is no reason for you to bring him in to be a utility infielder because Harold can play literally every position in the infield, Sands catcher i guess if, if you want to count catcher then i guess not but we have three of those so we don't really need him to right um harold can play all four infield positions and on top of that you already are carrying a guy who is a designated d designated designated hitter right who is solely a dh so as far as roster spots go, I'm not really sure we have one to just hand out to another utility-ish infield bat. And that's why you don't see Willie on this team. And like we said yesterday, the only reason in which it would make sense is if Willie Castro was a plus defender in center field. That's the only reason it would make sense because that is the only offensive position 
that we are shallow in now after the green injury. Meadows is not an everyday center fielder, hasn't been for years. Um, Victor Reyes is Victor Reyes. We all know what he is. Akil Badu should be a corner outfielder. He struggled defensively in center field last year. And whether we like it or not, he is going to get a lot of center field reps. And I'm okay with that. I'm very okay with Badu getting as as many reps as as Hinch is comfortable giving him in center at this point, right? Because we we don't really have anybody else to play the position. Um, And and maybe, who knows, maybe he developmentally, he, he takes a step there. Sure, totally fine with it. But the only reason that it would make sense for Willie Castro to be on this team is if he could provide some effective depth at the center field position, which not sure that that's a thing. We know it's not a thing because he's not on the team, but I think we all kind of knew that. He has struggled mightily defensively at literally every single position he has played at at the professional level. So not too much of a surprise, really. Uh, I'm not sure it would have been a huge shock if he did make the team either. You know, maybe you Garneau doesn't make it. You don't go three catchers or we'll go over the bullpen, which is has a lot of names in it and is going to be very interesting. That We'll get over that in the end. But uh, Willie, not on the team. We'll get into outfield and then the rotation. We kind of just getting into the outfield a little bit right there, I guess. But we'll get into the outfield and then the bullpen and the starting rotation. But first, I got to talk to you all about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews, all for all the leagues this season. Betonline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects is something you should check out too. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including the YouTube, just like us. Uh, we're on the tube. Super pumped about it. Okay, let's get into the rest of this roster. That's the word uh, for the Detroit Tigers. I do want to go over all the moves that were made as well, because some of them won't directly affect, you know, people on the IL or, or, you know, roster moves in the minors. The Tigers made a plethora of moves. So I want to start off this segment by just going over every single move that was made to get us to this point where we have a 28 man uh, roster going into opening day. Okay. For starters, Torkelson to the 40 man had to happen. Wasn't technically on the 40-man until today. Had to happen. It did happen. Jake Rogers, 60-day IL. We all know he had Tommy John as well. Probably looking at, I mean, best-case scenario would be the end of this season, but most likely probably just going to bag it in and and we'll uh, have Jake Rogers back in the mix for next year. Uh, Will Vest to the 40-man roster. We'll get into him when we get to the bullpen. Uh, but he is officially on the 40-man. Again, a guy, we talked about him yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, one of those days. Um, was selected by Seattle in the Rule 5. 
then they cut ties with them in the middle of the season. When you cut ties with somebody that you took in the 40-man, they go back to the team that they were originally on. So Will Vest is back, and he is now on the 40-man roster. Spencer Turnbull to the 60-day IL. Also Tommy John. Also no chance we see him at the major league level this season. Um, Next season, yes, absolutely. I I would be shocked if he pitched in the majors this year. I don't think it's going to happen. I do think that there's a slim chance that by the end of the year, he could be getting some low end, like inning or two levels of work in the minors. I don't think that's too far out of the question, but I I would be dumbfounded if he was back in the majors, even by the end of this season, even though it happened what in the middle of last year, Uh, drew Hutchinson to the 40 man drew was, somebody who had some major league experience. That's not the word. Had some time with the Tigers last season, uh, filled in a few times. He's back on the 40-man. Jose is now to the 60-day IL. We already talked about that earlier. Jacob Barnes to the 40-man. Jacob Barnes is somebody that really impressed a lot of Tigers coaching in the spring. They A few different coaches have talked about Jacob Barnes and and how they were impressed by him this spring. And he's a guy that a lot of people did not even know he existed before spring training started. And he really did impress quite a few of the coaches this spring. And he's earned himself a 40 man roster spot. We'll get into that again when we get into the bullpen here at the end of the show. Um, Miguel DePozo DFA'd not too terribly surprising, Not that he was horrible or anything, but somebody had to get the boot at the expense of, A, just Spencer Torkelson, but B, all of these dudes, right? Because if you're on the IL, you're not taking up a 40-man spot. So all these dudes get put on the injured list. We add them in with a lot of other people. And then on top of that, we got to add Torkelson. All, All the injury ones you can mix and match evenly, right? Somebody goes on the IL, somebody you can replace him with. Torkelson, that's just a natural addition. Somebody's got to get the boot. It was Miguel DePozo, unfortunately. Kyle Funkhauser, 10-day IL. Uh, I think that's retroactive. Oh, they didn't say when it's retroactive. So he's on the 10-day IL, I guess, as of today. Um, We've known this for a while. Didn't pitch at all in the spring. Came in to spring with a little bit of, I think it was his lat, lat tightness. So hopefully it's just one stint on the 10 day because this bullpen, as we're, we've been talking about, as everybody knows, is going to need some reinforcements pretty soon. Elvin Rodriguez has been recalled from double A. He was somebody that was added to the 40 man at the end of last season. And everybody was kind of surprised that he was a 40 man addition. Uh, but he's got some pretty nice stuff. Mid nineties, fastball, decent break on his uh, breaking ball. He's, he's got decent stuff. It's just going to come down to command and consistently providing that decent stuff. But he's been recalled. So there you go. Spoiler alert, Elvin Rodriguez. Uh, Andrew Chafin to the 10-day. That's retro, retroactive April 4th, which means April 14th will be when he is eligible to come off uh, if he only is going to spend one stint on the IL there. Uh, again, Going to be vital for these dudes to come back healthy and ready to go because our bullpen, yeah. Derek Hill to the 10-day IL, also retroactive April 4th with a hamstring strain. That one we've known about, and we will get into the outfield here when I'm done reading off all these. However, we're going to need him back to (laughs) – 
you know, th- these aren't just like depth guys that are getting hurt. It's not the superstars, but it's it's guys that are pretty vital to the team and, and the functionality of, of this roster and the lineup. Uh, I, I would – I don't want to speak for everybody, but I personally would much rather have Derek Hill in as my fourth outfielder going into this to the season than Victor Reyes. Uh, so when Hill comes back, it'll be interesting to see who the odd man out is. I'd be pretty shocked if it wasn't Victor Reyes though, when looking at the roster, um, who else will the caster option to AAA? We already talked about that. Riley green option to AAA. He will go on the minor league IL perhaps some service manipulation. I don't even like calling it service manipulation really at that point. Like he did get hurt. And, you know, you're, you're not going to just put him on the major league roster and put him on the, the major league IL if he's not even technically on the 40-man yet. You're not going to kick some – you know what I mean? There's just a lot of hoops. I'm not even sure it's really possible, honestly, with the injury and not being on the 40-man to add him and then take him off and all that jazz. So he's just going to go down there to the AAA IL. Uh, might get us another year of service time in a messed up way. Uh, so that will be something to keep an eye on for. Willie Peralta to single A. They want to stretch him out. Didn't get too much work in spring ball. Uh, He'll be one of the first guys, honestly, probably called up if somebody gets hurt and another pitcher gets hurt, knock on wood. That doesn't happen. Um, Or if we just need to go to a six-man rotation at some point, Willie Peralta will probably be one of the first guys called up. He was obviously a great uh, mid-summer call up last year and provided some really good and and really effective innings for us. And then Chase Anderson will report to AAA Toledo. Okay. So there you go. Those are all the moves that were made. So let's get into the outfield and then we'll get into uh, the pitching staff as a whole. Outfielders pretty self-explanatory. We've already talked about it quite a bit. Robbie Grossman, Akil Badu, Austin Meadows, Victor Reyes. Those are your four outfielders. Going into opening day, we already talked. Akil Badu is going to get some reps in center. I don't expect Robbie Grossman to ever play center field. And I don't really expect Austin Meadows to get too many reps at all in center field. Maybe a game or two if they desperately need it. But I am not counting on that. Nobody should because he's not a very good not a very good defender at the corners. Nonetheless, if you want to put him at Comerica Park center field, right? So there's your outfield. There's your outfield. Starting pitchers, also pretty self-explanatory. Erod going to be your ace. Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, Matt Manning, and Tyler Alexander. Uh, I want to say two days ago, Michael Pineda got optioned to AAA. Everybody knew that was going to happen because of the visa issues that he had. He's not going to be able to start, uh, you know, just needs to get stretched back out again. Didn't get, didn't get signed until spring training had already started, and then on top of that had a visa issue. So did not get to participate in spring at all. So he just needs to get stretched out. Not a concern. We all knew this was coming. Tyler Alexander, I would imagine will be the fifth starter at least two times through this rotation, maybe three, but I'm going to guess it's going to take Pineda a start or two down in the minors until we're comfortable. And and the organization is confident that he's stretched out enough where he can go, you know, five, six, seven at the major league level again. So expect Tyler Alexander. Be that that 5C for uh, 5C. I have hockey on the brain, apparently. A center. 5SP for the first time through the first couple of times through the rotation. Uh, okay, let's get into the relievers. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Rock Auto. This episode's brought to you by Rock Auto. 
With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, you have a smartphone, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? It just doesn't make any sense. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and use all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we send you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody. We are back for our third and final segment here at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. And check us out on YouTube if you're not already. Bingo, bingo. Um, okay, let's get into the bullpen because this is the talk of the town. This is a this is a toughie. Uh, so we'll start off with the obvious ones. Gregory Soto, Michael Fulmer, Joe Jimenez. That's pretty much the extent of the obvious ones, I would say. But those three have made the team. Gregory Soto has already been announced from Hinch as the closer. But as we've talked about several times on the show, closer doesn't necessarily mean nine inning, just means highest leverage. So closer might come in in the sixth, seventh, eighth, whatever inning. Michael Fulmer, obviously just looking for a healthy season from him because when he's healthy, we know what he can do. And Joe Jimenez, we talked about yesterday, phenomenal spring. Phenomenal spring. And if he can bring that in, that is going to take the pressure off of some of these bullpen arms a ton because there's going to be some pressure on some dudes to step up. Um, One of those, two of those, I would say, honestly, being Alex Lang and Jason Foley, who both made the team. Really pumped about Alex Lang. Everybody, if you've been following me for a while, uh, you know that I've been a big fan of Alex Lang for like two or three spring trainings now too. Um, I've been a, I've been a huge fan of his since he was in the minors. I think his stuff is filthy. Just going to come down to command much similar to Gregory Soto. So while I don't expect Lang to be, you know, dominant right away or anything, he has the potential to be a damn good reliever in this league. And I mean, just a nasty curveball, really lively fastball. That's really all you need out of the bullpen. These days is a nice, two-pitch combo if you can tunnel the curve with the fastball effectively that's that you're golden you're going to be a a pretty solid reliever and he's got some other secondary pitches too he's not strictly two-pitch but those two are his bread and butter and I'm so excited about it so I'm glad that he's going to get a chance and honestly at the beginning of the year at least he's going to get probably more than just a chance Alex Lang is probably going to be the what fourth highest leverage reliever we have if if you wanted to rank right uh, Soto's obviously the top Fulmer is going to be two I would imagine Jimenez is going to be three to start off the year Lang is going to be right in that mix with the top four relievers that that we turn to in high leverage situations so I'm pretty pumped to see what he can do with the opportunity 
Big fan of Alex Lang. Jason Foley, another guy we saw a little bit last season and also has some pretty nasty stuff. Really effective changeup. Again, a lively fastball. Uh, I'm pumped for those two dudes probably more than anybody else in the pen outside of Soto, but that's just because I'm a Soto fanboy. Um, as far as these new kids, <laughs> this bullpen looks a lot different than it did a year ago already, uh, mostly because of injuries, but still. So uh, out of all these new names that we're seeing, those two are probably the two I'm most pumped about. Really excited to see what Lang and Foley can do with this opportunity. Drew Hutchinson, we already talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, he had he made some spot starts. Not only did he, did he make some appearances last year, made some spot starts for the Tigers last season. Um, not surprising that he's going to be in there. Maybe a, a long reliever and somewhat of a mop-up role. Don't expect Drew Hutchinson to, you know, maybe like if the starter gets bounced early, it's Drew Hutchinson time. Uh, Will Vest, we've already talked about several times over the last two days. He's back. Uh, not very good at the major league level last year, but has worked on some stuff, had a decent spring. The biggest thing for him, let me know if this sounds familiar, is command. His command can go crazy awry at times. And if he can, it's maybe somewhat of a mechanical issue. He's got a little bit of a, a maybe not issue, but it might be his mechanics a little bit, I'll say. Uh, he's got a little bit of uh, some some wonky uh, stuff going on in his in his windup and his delivery, but I have full faith in Chris Fetter. I think he's the best pitching coach in baseball. So if anybody uh, was to get their hands on Will Vest and and make him take those steps forward that we've been thinking he could take for you know the last five years now, um, it, it is Chris Fetter, absolutely. So I'm kind of pumped to see what he what these guys can do with this coaching staff as well. Jacob Barnes, we already talked about as well. He's on this, the major league club, a guy that really impressed a lot of people in the spring. I'll be interested to see how, if he continues to take steps forward and honestly, just how high of leverage situations he's going to be handed right off the bat. Definitely not going to be more than, like I said, those four or five guys at the top, but you know, Gregory Soto pitches a couple of games in a row. Michael Fulmer, maybe you don't want to use him too terribly much right off the bat either, given his arm history. Barnes, could, if he keeps impressing, could find his way into some decently high leverage situations relatively early on. Pretty pumped about Barnes, honestly. And then Elvin Rodriguez uh, is, well, second to last. Actually, I just realized I skipped somebody because I wanted to save them for last. Uh, Elvin Rodriguez has made the team as well. Already talked about him and his path here. Excited to see what he can do with it. He's got some starting experience too. I don't expect him to be a spot starter or anything, uh, but maybe a long reliever more. Again, somebody gets bounced early. Maybe you go to Alvin first out of the pen in, in a game that maybe we're not too super competitive in early. Um, and then last but not least, Ronnie Garcia is back. Uh, Ronnie Garcia was our Rule 5 pick in 2020. He was... I mean, to be completely honest with you, nothing short of horrible. And then 2021 came around, got hurt, pretty much missed the entire season due to an injury. And after you play, after you, when you're taking the rule five, after you play one full major league season, that rule of, oh, you have to be in the majors no longer applies. So he was sent back down even when for the whatever, four days he was healthy last year. Um, so, Ronnie's back, and 
you know what? I'll be completely honest. In 2020, whatever they saw in Ronnie Garcia, I did not. I, I'm not a not a huge believer in Ronnie. That being said, though, we need arms, and we're going to need some innings out of these arms. And Ronnie can give you innings. And I will also admit that there are some intangibles to build on. And I think that Chris Fetter is the best pitching coach in baseball. Not trying to put a ton of pressure on the dude. Obviously, he can only do what he can do. But if anybody was to turn some of these dudes around, it would be him. Uh, so, Ron, he does have a pretty decent fastball. And his slider gives you something to work with when he when he when when it's on. It's just it's not on all the time. And sometimes he, he hangs it, you know, middle, middle to the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, and he gets rinsed. So, like, I... I, I as one of the, what, the 10th dude in this rotation, not rotation, the 10th dude in this bullpen to start off the season, sure. Give Ronnie Garcia in there. He'll he'll be able to eat some innings, and maybe you can work on some stuff with him. I don't like giving up on anybody, so even Ronnie Garcia. So I, I, I and I do admit, like I said, that, that there are some things in his repertoire that, I can view as positives. It's just, it really hasn't translated too much success at the professional level yet. That's all. So there's your team. Those are your 2022 Detroit Tigers. As far as opening day is concerned. Thanks for making lockdown Tigers. Your first listen every day, make your second listen lockdown MLB host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, just like us. That'll do it. There's your team, your 2022 opening day roster. I just hit my mic. I'm sorry if that was loud. We're here, baby. We're here. Tomorrow, we are going to go over uh, some possible lineups. And really, tomorrow is just pure hype for opening day. That's all we're going to do. It's just going to be... Let's just get amped for opening day. Let's talk about the possibilities of the season. Talk about the possible lineups. It's just going to be a, a pure hype fest. That's a word. Just bring all your excitement tomorrow. We're just going to party because it's opening day and baseball is back, baby. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. I'll catch you all then. Go Tigers.